How can I get the power of invisibility? Can a spider get caught in its own web? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Hello! And welcome to This Paranormal Life. This is the weekly comedy podcast wherein paranormal investigators Kit and Rory investigate a different paranormal case and get to the bottom of whether it's truly paranormal or not every Tuesday. That's right. That was weird, weirdly structured sentence, but Kit, no time to. I is good. Rory, boy, across from me, fine. Sometime, right? Okay. Uh, doing I fine. I hit my head. <laughs> I noticed on the yeah, way in. You're bleeding. How are you doing today? I'm doing as fine as I can be currently. Uh, listener, if you are, if, if you're noting, noticing that this week's podcast sounds a little bit different than it usually does. Uh, that is because we are back home in Northern Ireland recording this week. hey oh, Holiday uh, special, if you will. Yeah, we're on location. Uh, not necessarily at a haunted location, <laughs> but a familiar one at that, which is my childhood bedroom. Haunted by uh, a lot of teenage emotions that live in the walls. Of course, yeah. A lot of dancing to emo pop. The ghost of Rory is still bouncing around these walls. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a little bizarre. It's a little strange setup. It is strange to, after all this time, and for the podcast to only have uh, kind of year on year become bigger and more successful, that we are now for, I think, the first time recording in our literal childhood bedroom. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> I think, you know, success <laughs> and failure are subjective. You know, those are terms that, they're goals that move person to person. You have hot pocket stains all over your pajamas and it's five in the afternoon i think being a grown man and recording an episode of your paranormal podcast in your childhood bedroom two feet away from where you learn to masturbate is an all-time low for me personally if by the way that was two weeks ago i learned about consolation, it <laughs> i learned in the podcast studio in london so or even steven's brother admittedly a weird one thanks for bearing with us uh, on the sound quality front but we hope that we can tap into some weird, youthful Kitten Rory energy by being back in our childhood hometown. I will say, you should be hearing this uh, sometime in January. Um, I will say today's case is kind of like Christmassy, New Year's, winter holiday adjacent. But that doesn't mean that it's fun or cute or not terrifying, Rory. I just want to like make sure people take it seriously. Um, this isn't like some... Just because it's snowy and uh, has some pretty light-hearted characters throughout it's not some hallmark disney cutesy shit and i hope that that's clear okay it's far from a laughing matter today's story begins in 1930 in iceland the land of fire and ice in the tiny town of copavogut stood an enormous rock it had been there as long as everybody could remember it was so well established that it had its own name they called it aulage but despite it being an ancient landmark of the town Times were changing in Iceland. Hmm. They were working on a new infrastructure and some of these rural areas needed connecting up. The plan was to clear some obstacles out of the way before laying some new tarmac. When the workers arrived in Copavogut, they came up against this giant hunk of stone. That's right, it was Aulich, the town's pet rock. Okay guys, get the big drill. We gotta get this boulder out of here. But as hard as they tried, they could not get this rock to shift. Hey, boss, I'm not sure this is working. What year did you say this was? 1930. 
1930. Okay, so we're probably working with some some prehistoric tools uh, in terms of being able to move large objects. Probably ranges from small hammers to larger hammers. People who aren't in the construction industry won't know that things pretty much didn't change from the ancient Egyptian times until about 1987. <laughs> yes, when of course. They invented electricity and things moved along pretty rapidly. Tools basically digivolved from hammers to jackhammers, which is just a hammer you plug in and it goes buck wild. People don't really invent tools anymore. We kind of have something for everything that we need, you know? <laughs> Sorry, this, this, is spoken, so this is spoken as two people who don't do a f***ing single thing with their hands. <laughs> They're definitely still inventing tools, by the way. Oh, man. It's, it's like, honestly, aside from a freaking flashlight, I can't think of a new tool in my life. All right, all right. That's quite crass. And so my mother is downstairs. So watch your mouth, all right? Let's, let's, she's within earshot. So let's maybe stop saying and flashlight and words like that well you, okay. you said it sorry just let, be careful let me use uh let me use a different uh, less crass example ever since they made these i have so not needed worse. a new tool so in much my worse what's well, worse than that uh that's a good point i i know what you mean it does feel like we are still just using uh many of the same tools of the days of yore why am I still using a screwdriver? Why am I still using a spanner? Why do I need to own those things? I should have a magnetic levitating laser beam that yeah. can do my household DIY for me. I guess robots, that's the next step, is a robot. You just tell it to do those things. Got you. We'll get there eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> robot, pass me the flashlight. No, that's not <laughs> what he's for. <laughs> Back to the construction crew. Hey boss, I'm not sure this is working. What the hell? Their excavation machine had broken into a million tiny pieces before their very eyes. Well, that might be a slight exaggeration, but they definitely stopped functioning. Not only that, the workers began to come down with a mystery illness. Uh-oh. The rock was proving difficult enough to unearth just with its sheer size, and now half the crew are too diarrhea-stricken to work. <laughs> okay, that doesn't sound like a mystery illness. It sounds like they know exactly what it is. Well, I, to be honest, I don't know that it was diarrhea. I'm just going ahead on a limb and saying that. Okay. No equipment they used could move it an inch. It was becoming a real problem. I'm wasting a lot of money. Build around the rock, right? Did no one think of this? I realize I am interrupting a lot, and I do apologize. But build around the rock, right? I mean, it's a good point. You could when build I'm... around it, but but that just means you got to build more road. I'm guessing road is expensive. When a boulder gives you diarrhea, it's time to leave it alone. <laughs> it's time to pay the price, build extra road, and just go around it. Hey, no one said that boulder gave them diarrhea yet. Maybe it was something Sven or Gunnar brought for lunch that day for the whole crew. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm willing to let he that He brought slide. them boulder soup. <laughs> That's right, it was wasting a lot of money. A suspicious amount, actually. It was as if their funds were disappearing by magic. Ah. So much so that the project was abandoned, and they left Owledge standing firm. Rory, you might be getting the sense that this is no ordinary rock. Yeah, that's right, it was the f***ing rock. <laughs> because the name Owledge in Icelandic actually translates to Elf Hill. This rock was long known as the ancient home to a colony of elves. No way. And also, don't f 
fucking swear. I told you about this earlier. Oh, sorry, man. She's literally two doors down. She can hear every word we say. I'm still her little angel. If she hears a foul word leave my mouth, you said it's the game F over. Word already. You told me to stop saying it. I whispered. And then you did a callback to the word flashlight. <laughs> and I'm keeping my voice down because I want to be respectful. Of course. But I also feel like you maybe shouldn't have agreed to host recording the podcast if you are this sensitive about the content which by the way has been this crass for many years i do i disagree i think we have a very polite little podcast a little good you've, you've never described i don't know what he's polite. talking about mother i never swear this is so hopefully she heard that so strange for you to like break the fourth wall like like there's thousands and thousands of people listening to this and just, your mother is maybe hearing Something through the walls? Well, she's worth 100,000 people to me, all right? So how's that? Right. Fair. Yeah, the exchange rate from stranger to mother is actually pretty high. I don't like your mom makes up for the advertisers and patrons. I don't owe those fuckers anything. And yeah, I swore there because she'd want to hear me defending her honor. So you're absolutely <laughs> fine with swearing. You, you visibly <laughs> piped up. You even looked at the door when you said it. You're not trying to keep your voice down at all. I'm swearing when I need to, to prove a point, and to let her know, I love my mom. You little bastard! Sorry, I that is I got it wrong. So... I whispered the loud bit and then swore. So she, yeah, she doesn't loud. know that you love her, and she thinks I'm a bastard. Yeah. So let's just move on. This is this is a, this is a train wreck. So ten long years after the first attempt to remove Elf Hill, the plans for the project reemerged, and construction arrived to continue the progress they'd made a decade earlier. Ten years! We're, we're working with power tools now, folks. <laughs> it's 1940, bitch! We got war technology! <laughs> it's just a machine gun aimed at the ground. <laughs> oh, hey guys, good to see you. Boy, ten years really flew by, huh? Feels like it was 30 seconds ago. Anyway, Gunnar, get the big drill! But just like last time, their equipment broke down immediately. <laughs> But this time, it wasn't diarrhea that struck the team. Instead, there were reports that a whole bunch of tools went missing. As if somebody, or something, was trying to sabotage their efforts. Hmm. This could be the work of someone else. We're not talking about magic now. We're talking about people, creatures, interfering with the works. It could be. It honestly could be. Someone wants to protect this boulder. And you might think... As Roy says, this was almost a hundred years ago. They were using old-timey equipment. But the next time they tried to move this rock was 50 years later, in the 1980s. And the same thing happened. In total, there have been at least four attempts to move this goddamn rock. All resulting in broken drills. <laughs> Known as the Diarrhea Saga, <laughs> it spanned over 80 years. Dozens of adult nappy-wearing men descended <laughs> on the rock. Just... Drilling and shitting for days on end. It was like goddamn June. They had to wear special suits that recycled the goddamn diarrhea. These suits will recycle your diarrhea into electricity for the jackhammer. <laughs> it can keep going for days. This is arguably the most crass episode in a while. I know. We had to wait till my goddamn mother's in the house as well. Uh, you just you just punched up the joke, so I don't know what you're angry about. You 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 started it. You left me the bit. You gave me a soft toss, and I knocked it out of the park. 
You can't expect me to not take that bait, even with my mother inches from the studio. She, she's, no, she's not inches. There's no way. She would have to be literally hovering, listening to the podcast. I can borderline feel her breath on my neck as we record. It's chilling. I haven't heard anything since I don't think she's even in the house. She's in. She's in. You obviously have a very complex relationship with your mother. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. It's said that on the last and most recent attempt to destroy this rock, the workers refused to even touch it because word had spread across the region. If the rock could destroy a drill, what could it do to a man? Diarrhea. Rip him limb from <laughs> limb, potentially? Since that day, the stone has been granted protected status and they eventually just... Sure, your first idea. Built the new road around it. Yeah, I would have thought they'd come to that conclusion a little earlier. <laughs> what, earlier than 50 years? That's true. I mean, 1980s, is that really... Uh, I would have thought people would have been smart enough at that point to leave a site that feels like it should be protected alone. Yeah. And yet here we are in 2021 with the rainforest. So <laughs> never mind, I take it back. This thing reminds me of a fairy circle. You know, which is some sort of paranormal or supernatural object in the real world that you do not want to cross or disturb or mess with in any way, uh, lest you suffer the paranormal consequences. And like we saw in the those stories with fairy circles, people would build their whole farms around them as to not disturb them. And we're seeing something similar here with this giant boulder. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought this up. Clearly, there are parallels. I mean, we're not that far from Iceland yeah. here in Ireland. And we definitely share some of the same mythology. As I said, this rock is supposed to be home to a colony of elves. And fairy circles are supposed to be home to a colony of fairies. There must be something in common here. Yeah. Rory, for all our time making this podcast, I'm not sure we've ever explicitly talked about elves. And certainly not specifically Icelandic elves. I think because, you know, when most people think about elves, we think about their pop culture depiction. We think about them making toys on the North Pole with Santa Claus. Sure. Um, you wouldn't really think of them necessarily first when you think about paranormal creatures or spirits or cryptids. Or we think of uh, the sexy variety, personally. Um, oh, right. Which is Legolas and, and his uh, friends. Of course, yes. I was thinking of small elves, but there are, of course, sexy elves. Yeah, elves. absolute smoke shows. 100%. That's, That's right. kind of what they're known for, being either small or very sexy, or small and sexy. You're absolutely right. Um, they somehow fall more into the world of, like, fiction than the real paranormal. Yeah. But as you know, on this podcast before, we've covered dragons, we've covered leprechauns, uh, banshees, a lot of creatures that would reside more in folklore than they would in the traditional world of the paranormal. And a lot of them have pretty gritty, real stories behind them as well. And the backstory is gritty and it's a supervillain backstory. Absolutely. First off, before we go any further, Rory, would you like to see some pictures of the type of rocks we're describing here, such as Elf Hill? Yeah, I really would, because I want to see why they couldn't just build around it. <laughs> the only reason this thing could have caused and should have caused any amount of headache is if this freaking thing is the size of a mountain. It would have to have been enormous for it to be this much of an issue. So full disclosure... 
uh, I found it actually pretty hard to find a picture of the rock we just told the story about. But uh, in this here Guardian article called Respect the Elves or Else, uh, it, if you scroll down, there is a variety of examples of such elf rocks. Okay, I'll take a little peek at these. Thank you very much. Uh, it's pretty telling that the first image is it literally a construction crew attempting to remove one. Doing a pretty good job, by the way. This thing is airborne. <laughs> um, they learned to stop drilling. Don't fight it. That's a good point. You know, are the elves becoming upset because of disturbances to the rock or its location? I mean, if you were to move the thing intact to a different location, would that be something that they'd be upset about? It looks like they're about to find out. Uh, oh, here we have a big one that... Wow, that one is pretty cool. That looks like a, that looks like a dragon skull. It does, actually. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. It is about the size of a tractor. Um, pretty huge. You know, with our modern-day machines, yes, we could move it, but I could see how this could be a problem to the olden-day folks. You know, short of dynamite, I don't think there's going to be a good way to move these rocks. Nuclear rocks. That is less of a rock and more of a hill. That one is enormous. It's huge. It's worth saying that these rocks, there's no consistency in them. They're not even made of the same material. One of them is is a perfectly kind of spherical boulder. The other one is a craggly hill with grass patches on it. Uh, it'd be interesting to know who gets to dictate which one of these hills uh, is worth protecting and which ones are just garbage. It just comes down to, do elves live in it? <laughs> do you got diarrhea or not, brother? <laughs> Pass me some teepee and a drill and let's get to work. So Rory... We've seen their homes, but what are these elves? In Icelandic lore, elves are very specific creatures. It's not a catch-all term at all. They're called huldefork, which basically translates to hidden people. Mm. Because maybe the most important piece of information you'll learn today about these elves is that they're invisible. Whoa! They're supernatural beings that live in nature, and even though you can't see them, I still managed to find some physical descriptions. In Iceland, people seem to be split right down the middle in opinion. One source I found said, The elves are of royal lineage, tall, graceful, and amazing, adorned in fine garments. What I'm hearing is sexy elves. Of course. What others say is that they more closely resemble regular people. In Faroese folklore, hidden people are said to be large in build, their clothes are all grey and their hair black. Interesting. So a lot more just like regular humans. Yeah, maybe there could be some different classes at work here. Maybe there's a hierarchy, some sort of royalty. And that's maybe the ones that were uh, discovered with jewels and crowns and royal gowns. And then you've got your regular working ones who just look like normal people. Absolutely. Interesting that they have these accurate descriptions, but they're also allegedly 100% invisible. Well, there must be some sort of... To it. Okay. <laughs> if you lick the rock, you can see them <laughs> for 15 minutes. As you say, Roy, all of this doesn't matter because they're invisible. They live inside rocks and stones and are most often found along clifftops and steep mountainsides. I even found a list of 18 places most important to the elves in Iceland. And it goes way beyond just different looking rocks. There's geothermal hot springs and pools to entire islands that the elves live on. Wow, these little f***ers are eco-terrorists protecting their land with the wrath of... IBS. <laughs> You're an oil prospector. <laughs> uh, 
I can't live with the diarrhea anymore. The elves must be stopped. We must drill for oil on the island. So you're saying that there's a number of different locations allegedly protected by these creatures. Dozens of the things. I think, to be honest, we're on the elves' land. They were there first. The elves' existence has been documented all the way back to the invasion of the Vikings in 872 BC. Which is crazy because I do feel like the Vikings were pretty hardcore and they were too busy fighting and pillaging to just make up something like elves. So they must really have had some evidence of these things. Yeah. On the other hand, I don't know if Vikings had clean drinking water, so they literally had to constantly drink beer to survive. So who knows what they were seeing. But Rory, the Hidden Folk origin story goes like this. It's believed they are direct descendants of Adam and Eve. I did not see that coming. The first two people on Earth. The story goes that Eve had some children that she hid from God. He, God. he found out and commanded. What man hides from God, God will hide from man. And thus an invisible race of people was born. Whoa. Which, all right, we were raised Christian. That story is new to me. Sure, they left that one out. <laughs> but it does sound uh, remarkably on character for the Old Testament God that he would get angry and make the, the people invisible. This feels like um, like nowadays when they're releasing a standalone movie about Buzz Lightyear, where he was really a spaceman. This feels like they've gone back to the Bible and they're writing chapters in between the chapters we know where God was turning little people invisible. Right. It's they, like, oh, I didn't know this happened in between part one and part two. This is kind of nuts. And in this chapter, Adam got really into speed walking uh, for a couple of months. Just, just random fan fiction. I will point out there is one other theory that the elves are fallen angels condemned by God. That one is slightly more worrying. It's strange that these all have quite deep religious roots because you would think that the same people who believe that the elves are real are maybe not the same people who believe in Christianity. <laughs> Because Christianity then, and the Bible would have mentioned the existence of these creatures explicitly, probably, right? You might think, but I don't know, man. Like, a couple episodes ago, I banged on about, uh, like, demons, like Leviathans, and the Bible mentions some of these things, alludes to other things. Yeah. Uh, there is quite a rich lore there that I wouldn't be surprised if there's some connection or some reference somewhere in the Bible for something resembling this. I guess you're right. I mean, we covered uh, the Banshee, for example, uh, only a few months ago. And you got to believe that a lot of the, the elderly residents are, of Cork are quite religious and also truly believe in the Banshee. Oh, absolutely. Uh, since I've been back in Northern Ireland, um, I've been talking to quite a lot of like family relatives and on, on my wife's side and on my side about this old Irish tradition of the cure. And I hope we talk more about it in future but if people don't know the cure here in ireland and in northern ireland um there is a long tradition uh older than christianity or anything like that where if you are the seventh son or the seventh son of a seventh son born in ireland okay you have the cure and you have a miraculous magical ability to cure one illness just one? Yeah. So it could be uh, ringworm or it could be <laughs> arthritis or some specific ailment. How do you choose? How do you pick 
do you just is it someone I, you touch i don't think you do i think it, you, it just happens oh you my just God. find out when you're a child or you know someone else who has the cure tells you is like by the way you've got the cure you should use it uh <laughs> it's kind That's of crazy it's kind of nuts and it, i guarantee <laughs> as you say your mother is listening inches from this door yeah uh if you ask her she will definitely know about it and potentially even know someone who has it that's crazy can you imagine if you were like the seventh son with the cure and you come back home to ireland to the bedside of your uncle who's dying from a mysterious illness and you're like oh, all right i gotta i gotta get this right i only get one shot at this and you're approaching the bed and you're like uncle close your eyes and let the powers of ireland wash over thee and right before you put your hands on his his sick little body your cousin comes in and is like hey billy how's it going man he slaps you on the back did i tell you about the hemorrhoids that i got in my oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your magical beams shoot out of your hands right up his ass. Oh, you saved me, Billy. <laughs> Uncle flatlining in the bed beside you. <laughs> Is he all right? Should someone be checking on him? Somebody better have seven kids real fast. That is crazy. Wait, so you have to have seven children? Or is it like, uh, you know, the father is a child and he has a son who's also number two? Uh, you know, no, can it yeah. get passed down or is it like big family? No, th that's a good question because people might not know. But traditionally in Ireland, uh, we have enormous families. Uh, not the case in the modern day anymore. But uh, <laughs> 12 kids over here, you know, you don't have to tell me. Maybe one of those little bastards is magical. Yeah. Doubt it, though. The seventh one. Fucking cursed, more like. Do you even know the name of the seventh child you had? Number seven, number seven. Ben, Benjamin, Schmidt, Schmitty, Schmitty Jr., Schmitty schmidt no, jr schmidt right, i have to stop you sorry there. You, <laughs> it was almost at seven there's schmidt schmitty schmitty jr yeah how could how it's could it be, your name is schmidt how could it possibly be schmitty jr because we already have a schmitty no right. he's the junior to schmitty i regret asking sorry. continue <laughs> not how junior works but fine erica scarica is that not the set who's the seventh? Oh yeah we've <laughs> actually run run on our path here we've gone over a little bit scarica must be schmitty jr i reckon all right <laughs> number seven has and his hands have only inflicted pain on his old man so i wouldn't say that he has the cure he has the disease <laughs> unless you're the disease and he's trying to end you he tries to strangle me <laughs> i have the cure <laughs> Of the cure to the worst father in the world. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a. To be fair, there's a DC comic in there somewhere about an Irish Punisher style uh, vigilante guy called the Cure. And yeah. he rides around taking out scumbags. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Or, or a villain who uh, wants the world to be everyone on even playing grounds. So he goes around Irish families and killing the cure Ooh, like hunting down yeah, the yeah, seventh yeah, son yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool that's copyright again i know we've said that on a few podcasts so that's copyright life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Uh, to be honest... Now that I mentioned they might be fallen angels, they are starting to sound more like villains than heroes. And to be honest, the more I read, I'm starting to think they're the ones running society like an elf illuminati. One survey made in 2007 found that 80% of Icelanders refuse to deny the existence of elves. Okay. The people of Iceland basically live in fear of these elves. All the folklore says you have to treat them with respect People leave out offerings of food for them all the time. And this, there are stories of people who disrespected the elves' land and then got severely ill, had accidents happen, suffered financial ruin, lost loved ones, or even died themselves. Wow, so this is a big thing over there. They really believe in this. 80%! Said, That's crazy. <laughs> said they... Refused to deny. Don't not believe in them. Yeah. There's even a taboo in Iceland against throwing stones in case you accidentally hit a hidden person. Is that true? You can't throw a stone in case it just midair stops and you hear a little <laughs> scream? They're basically the mafia. Let me get this straight. You can't talk shit about them. You can't disrespect them. You have to pay them protection money or gifts so they don't kill your family. And they're also invisible. They work in the shadows. They're the Yakuza. But this is one of the coolest stories. It said that on midsummer night, if you stand at a crossroads in the early hours, a hidden person might arrive and shower you with gifts. However, accepting these gifts will only bring misfortune. It said that there are grave consequences for being seduced by their offers, but great rewards for resisting. More than the treasure? More what? than the treasure that they were going to offer you? What the fuck are they offering? Class A drugs? Like, what could be so bad about these gifts? Yeah. Well, well, maybe it's like they give you the gifts and they're like, oh, here's a gold coin. And you're like, oh, wicked. And then a truck hits you or something. <laughs> it's like, all right, that was the punishment for taking the coin. Well, sure. sure, it was a chocolate gold coin. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, here's a Rolex. And you're like, oh, dope. And then they chop off your wrist. Yeah. But if they're like... Here is a treasure chest filled with diamonds and jewels and rubies, fortunes from foreign mystical lands. And you're like, no thanks. I know about the story. I know that good things will happen if I decline it. And these guys go, well done. You understand our tricks and ways. They closes the chest and he's like, 
Now, because of that, good fortune will come to you very shortly. All right, could I, could I get some detail? I mean... Better than the chest full of jewels and gold and riches? Not necessarily. <laughs> right, well, so then I could have just taken the, the the chest full of gold and jewels and riches. Oh, here's a good fortune now. He pulls out a coin from behind your ear. <laughs> you are a single gold coin. That's a button. I don't know if that's money or currency in, 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 in your world, but for, to us, that is a button from a coat. Goodbye now. Diarrhea for you. <laughs> no! I didn't take the coins. <laughs> Too many questions. <laughs> you pissed me off. I'm going to tell people you took the coins. <laughs> what? <laughs> Technically, you took the button. I mean, coins. It's crazy. Uh, Yeah, I think it's less that the good fortune is better than the treasure and more that if you take the treasure, what do they say? Grave consequences if you right. take the treasure. Okay. Uh, it's It's... These people live in fear. They do. All right, I can sense I'm slightly losing the audience here and we need some evidence. Uh, if belief in elves is so common, there must be hundreds of first-hand stories from the people of Iceland. Here is just one posted to Reddit by user Kuzinitz. They were relaxing and visiting the hot springs of Iceland one day and they write, When we finished using the hot springs, I entered our cabin and heard a noise like running with little legs. Maybe a mouse? Question mark. But I didn't care too much because I knew my bag was closed. After I changed, I felt a bit hungry and knew I had a Snickers bar and an apple in my bag. When I looked into my bag, I saw that the chocolate was opened, the package was ripped apart like I've never done, and somebody bit it. I was like, oh, I must have forgot I opened it earlier. Then I saw the apple was the same. Unfortunately, <laughs> I only have a photo of the apple. Okay, okay, well, a photo is, is better than nothing. Um, all right. Yeah, it's a little bite mark. <laughs> it's not a, It's not how a grown human would bite an apple. Suspiciously small, you might say? It, yeah, well, it's just, it looks like it's been kind of gnawed on. You know when you bite an apple and you get a clean, like, crunch and you kind of pull you it out? The whole thing, And yeah. it's like a smooth bit of apple. This is like mesh. It looks like mashed potatoes. My friends didn't believe me. They just laughed. But I'm still confused. Even if it was a mouse, how did it know that it should open the chocolate? And as I said, my bag was zipped. All in all, there is no rational answer. It must be an elf. There's a huge, huge gap between no, elf I, I or quite rat. Agree. I quite agree. A man? A man opened his backpack and bit his apple? Weirdly? What would motivate a man to open a backpack and tear open a Snickers bar with his teeth? Take a bite and leave the rest. I don't know. That is bizarre. There's weird people out there, man. I don't know. But maybe the best evidence for the existence of hidden people is the absolute gymnastics and lengths people in Iceland go to to protect them. People protest to protect elf land. Like in 1982, 150 Icelanders went to the NATO base in Keflavik in defense of, and these are their words, elves who could be endangered by American phantom jets and reconnaissance planes. In 2004, an aluminium company had to get special permission from the government to check their new land for elf homes before they could start work. Love this. Love this. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that the guy who was commissioned to look for elf homes sat on his ass at home <laughs> watching Netflix and then the next day turned up and went, yeah man, scarred, it, scarred the land for hours <laughs> last night. I didn't find a single elf house, so I think we're good to go, mate. Good to go, boys. <laughs> Burn it down. 
<laughs> there's tons of uh there's tons of pristine wildlife habitats on the land look you know even if i don't necessarily believe in in elves myself i'll take any excuse in the world to protect the environment and wildlife so whatever these people want to say to make sure that these parts of iceland are untouched by the ravages of of corporations that's a big thumbs up from me couldn't agree more brother i will say the paranormal commune was built on a giant elf graveyard and <laughs> well, sure we, we have been suffering the consequences yeah. lately we don't talk about it much because you know i don't want to say they don't exist because that makes the luck get worse and it does get worse every time we say it something bad happens big time um so you know it is what it is you know we, we take the good luck like we take the bad luck which is poorly because we got no good luck but you know rory maybe the closest we'll get to being there in iceland and seeing all this stuff firsthand is hearing from someone who claims to be able to see the hidden people Oh, here we go. Now, I'm interested in the process behind this. Is it some sort of uh, goggles you could wear? Like the the magic goggles we covered last week? The disanonine cyanide goggles? Uh, is it some sort of spell? Is it some sort... Is it training? I'm going to say it's, unfortunately, like Maybelline. you got to be born with it. Okay. The ad poses a question. Silence! Than... <laughs> okay. This is an interview with a woman who claims to be an elf whisperer. Iceland believes in elves. That's right, half. And Iceland's elves even have their very own park, located just outside of Reykjavik. Wow. Obviously, I had to go. Let's go try to meet some elves. But as I am not an elf seer, I brought Raga, the park's elf whisperer. How many elves live in the city? I have no idea. There are many, many types of elves. Um, there are at least two types of Hildefolk. They're hiding pretty well because I don't see any. <laughs> That's uh, maybe the main difference. They're in different dimension. Oh. <laughs> she is not up for nonsense or banter. So she sees elves, trolls, and Hildefolk all the time. Do they ever uh, come out so people can dimension. see them? <laughs> yes. Um, there are lots of people that see them. But, you know, not everyone. Clearly, I am not one of those people. So, there was one thing I was still dying to know. So the elves, do they look like Orlando Bloom in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> um, she wants to know that. it too. Yeah, I think that's more like the Hildefolk. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm totally down with the Hildefolk. Sadly for me, the hot Hildefolk were nowhere to be found. Instead, I met Raga's elf friends. That's my childhood friend. Oh, hi, Pulta. Sorry, she just said that's my my childhood friend, and the camera <laughs> just was it was an empty shot. Which of course it would be. It would be. Yeah, we laugh, but that makes more sense than than showing anything else. Interestingly, we know they are hidden and invisible. Does that mean they have to stay silent? That's true. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Are they muted to us? Well, she said they were from a different dimension. If <laughs> she's like, "There's my childhood friend," she's like, "Huh." Cool. All right. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yo, what's good? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I do like that this host is is in there like, oh, so these elves, are they sexy? Do they look like Orlando Bloom or, you know, what do these guys look like? And this woman who takes her job incredibly seriously <laughs> is like, get the f out. You are not taking this seriously. Leave immediately. Things didn't turn out so well for the last lady who didn't think take things too seriously. There's like a corpse strung up. Oh my god! Get him, childhood friend. There's an elf guard that uh, lives in this house here. Oh really? 
He uh, doesn't allow any bad spirits or dark elves inside here. Just in case you dark elves. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, I kind of missed that bit, to be honest. Because it seems like we've only been talking about dark elves. Because none of these guys are the good spirits. I'll, I'll be honest, I think these ones are the good ones. I don't even want to know what dark elves are. What is this? This is what I call the elf church. Okay. Uh, it's a... Uh... Are they Protestant or... <laughs> the elf church is a hill. Sure. Yeah, let's not dance around that. For people who live in rocks, that... That checks that out. Tracks. They're not going to be in a f***ing 7-Eleven, are they? Wow. And whilst that lady seemed absolutely out of pocket, um, I will say the top comment on this video from uh, Missy Moonwillow was, I encountered elves and fairies as a child in the Redwood Forest of California. It's too bad that so many of us dismiss them for a fantasy. Wow, so these guys aren't even stuck to just one location as well. They're making it out as far as California. Hey, we all dream of going on a beach holiday to California. Even it's true. Even elves from Iceland. You know, whether whether my conclusion today is a yes or a no, that was a really nice video. That showed me uh, a really, that was a really nice representation of the relationship that these people in Iceland have with the elves, which is, you know, whether or not people truly believe that they exist or whether or not they think it's like a part of folklore and myth and legend. That's still a fun location to have in your town and a and like culturally is quite a cool thing that people can come and visit i mean it would be so hypocritical for us to laugh at that video and then go we also up the street have the giant's causeway that has a whole building that claims that the site was built by a giant sure it's the exact same thing and i think you can have that experience um and enjoy it whether or not you believe a giant really did build it or not and whilst it does seem like the average icelanders belief in the elves is slightly more than any other culture around the world and how much they believe in the paranormal it's absolutely true if you look at the kind of animism or pantheism expressed by let's say different native american tribes you look at shinto in japan it all kind of touches upon the same principle kind of idea that uh we don't just have complete ownership over the land there is a kind of spirit and life in all of these um, kind of lands and rocks and rivers and creeks yeah. that we should respect and not just tear down. Yeah, that's very, 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 very true. Something which, as I said, if that's your excuse to protect the environment, I am a-okay with that. If Finn McCool said protect the rocks or I will <laughs> batter you, you best believe I'm not going to say he doesn't exist. It's so true. And yet, Rory, we can respect these traditions all we want. But at the end of the day, we have to disrespect them by glibly summing up the entire tradition <laughs> in a yes or no of whether it's real or not. So under the topic of Icelandic elves, the Huldafolk, do you think it's real or not? First off, I think we disrespected the topic a long time ago. I think when we said the words diarrhea boulder, that pretty much sealed the deal. <laughs> All right, but just in case any Huldafolk are listening, we didn't say it was a diarrhea boulder. We just... It said, said the, that the boulder gives you diarrhea. Of course, of course. Um, cut it, though, with the diarrhea talk, because as I said, my mother is here. She's present in the house. And, and even that, even, even that, that... Okay, it's crass, but it's not even like... Even that shit even, talk bad doesn't word. fly in this well, house. Well, you're the one who's now swearing, so... But let's just get to the conclusions. Um, what a case. That was a fun case. I knew very little, uh, surprisingly, about um, Iceland and their relationship with elves. And that was surprisingly informative... 
and well-researched. So thank you to you, and thank you to Amy Grisdale, our researcher. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's thank Amy. <laughs> Thanks, Amy Grisdale, for researching this one. Um, even though I had a blast today, I wasn't really presented with any evidence that would lead me to believe definitively that elves are real. Even when we have evidence such as an, an apple an apple being chewed funny and a Mars bar that was kind of tussled Snickers. about. Sorry. Anyone could chew a Mars bar, sir, but a Snickers? <laughs> You need some tough nuts to chew those tough nuts. Um, I'm still going to say, unfortunately, this week, it is a no. It is a no from me. I think I have to agree. I have not been to Iceland. I would love to go. I would love to live the experience of learning all about the Hulda folk. Uh, but I agree. It seems like, to me, as a complete outsider, um, you might have to be an Icelander to really understand this one. Yeah. Because we don't have any physical evidence. So I guess it's going to have to be a no today. A double no, unfortunately. Rats. We got to get some yeses this year. 2022 should be the year we really push for some yeses. Oh, yeah. Couldn't agree more. And if you think that you have a case that is a guaranteed double yes, you can email it in thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. Except it's still got to be paranormal, guys. Sometimes I get the subject line, guaranteed double yes, and it's an axe murder. Uh, so. <laughs> yes, please keep it paranormal. Um, it's like you guys are gonna love this one 9-11 no absolutely not it, it definitely happened <laughs> it's a double yes for, for sure. sure uh but we do appreciate all emails this podcast at gmail.com like rory says yes if you've experienced hold folk i would love to hear that story please send it through if you if your mars bar has been nibbled i didn't even think to check our analytics to see if anyone listens to iceland on the podcast surely they do we must have even a few listeners out there Let's hope. I, I would like to hear that story. Get in um, touch. That could be fun to tackle on a bonus episode. If we're like, hey, well, here's some people who actually listen to the podcast, who live out there, who got in touch with their stories. They're like, no, you called it diarrhea <laughs> rock. <laughs> F*** you. Forever. <laughs> you know, I can't promise you an instant double yes, because sure, you've got to wait till Tuesday for a regular episode of This Paranormal Life. But there are almost 50 full-length investigations that if you're not a member of patreon you won't have heard before over on patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life you can get access to a ton of some of the best episodes of this paranormal life for just five dollars patreon is the number one way to support this paranormal life meaning we will continue to make regular episodes and bonus episodes and to get something in return this has been a great episode and i have enjoyed it very much i want you to know that okay uh but earlier this week, I, um, you know, Christmas is a time where you have a couple extra calories. So I was like, why don't I put some of that to good use and, uh, you know, go to the gym, start pumping some weights, mm -hmm. putting those calories to work. 10 minutes in, I blew out my back so hard. Wow. Uh, you didn't mention this at all. It didn't mention it once. I've, I've been suffering in silence. For some reason, I thought it would be a good idea today to podcast on the worst chair of all time. I don't know if you noticed. This chair has no back. There's no back to this chair. It's just a, it's a, it's an office stool. I'm sitting on a nugget, a nugget with wheels. And I've been, I've been sitting here for an hour and a half now. My lower back feels like it's going to explode. It, that's borderline paranormal. You want to feel old, it's folks? A... <laughs> Try being a grown man with a bad back in your childhood bedroom. It's, uh, now that's sad. You were sitting on a borderline unicycle. <laughs> you look like a clown has been hit by a truck but still has to keep working. <laughs> that basically sums up my whole life, my whole <laughs> professional career. 
Wow. Well, thank you to Rory for holding in the pain uh, somehow for that whole episode. I feel like it did seep out in kind of unusual ways when you started getting very riled up about your mother being in the house for a recording. She is. And she was. And you're you're going quiet now as soon as I mention it, even though you're just being normal a second ago. Keep it down. All right. Keep it down. All right. Because I think she's... She could be outside, and I don't think she appreciates she, us talking about her on the podcast. It's been like an hour and a half. She isn't there. Well, we don't know that because you, she's a polite woman, all right? She knows if we're recording a podcast to not interrupt. She's actually pretty good when it comes to that kind of stuff. And you're in her house, by the way, so you play by her rules, all right? Are there rules? Are there <laughs> podcast recording rules? There's rules about politeness and swearing. All right. You have swore at least as much as I have. There's no, no, absolutely not. I was just following. I was following in your fucking footsteps. So stop I whispered. I whispered it. She can't hear it. You little bastard. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to Roy Sorry. for keeping this on the down low. Thank you to Amy Grizzle for researching this week's episode thank you to kami toman for editing this week's episode thanks to mrs powers for hosting us in this wonderful venue sure yeah show some goddamn respect normally i would just say it on the way out of the house not like on the podcast to thousands and thousands of people she doesn't listen by the way can we get a thank you to all the listeners out there just follow us on uh, social media um we are on twitter at this part of life we're on instagram just send us a message and say hey just want to say thanks to Mrs. Powers for another great podcast this week. I, I borderline thanks for supporting the boys. That. I borderline because she's not going to see it. I'll show her the messages. Oh my God. She has a big iPad that she can read, all right? <laughs> so weird. With her glasses, Point it's fine. I didn't infer she couldn't read, so. Just watch your fucking mouth. Dude, I think we you're, better you're go thin ice. Because you're you're starting to stand up off the stool. I think I'm about to get physical violence. I'll take you with this me. back. I'll take you with this bad back. Thank you to everyone for tuning in this week. We'll be back on Tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale. And until then, remember to live fast, investigate, and die young. Wisp, she doesn't like talking about death either. <laughs> no. If you are somebody who loves all things spooky, then Real Life Ghost Stories podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma. I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. And every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday, I release a mini episode, which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners. And every Sunday, we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life Ghost Ghost stories wherever you get your podcasts.